Star Wars 7x7 episode 2660. Today is the last day for a while at least that we are going to be talking about Ronin, the Star Wars Visions novel by Emma Miyako Kandon. And in particular we're going to talk about its connection to The Duel, which is the animated short in Star Wars Visions from which this novel springs forth. And I'm thrilled to also say that the show today is brought to you by the fine folks at cufflinks.com. Punch it! <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the first 20 or so pages of Ronin, the Star Wars Visions novel, are an expanded telling of the story of the duel, the animated short from Star Wars Visions. And those two chapters are out there, actually I think the first five chapters have been published and are freely available online if you want to check them out. And what struck me upon reading it, not only for the first time, but also the re read as well and after having rewatched the duel is that 26 pages or I guess technically 24 that goes really quickly number one and also it feels so luxurious in terms of the amount of information that it shares about the duel and about what's happening in the mind of the protagonist the Ronin and also in the mind of the Sith warrior that he encounters but for our purposes today I thought I'd highlight seven takeaways from those 20 odd pages of Ronin that help expand our understanding and appreciation for the events in the duel and might actually give you a different perspective on it the next time you happen to watch it so let's dive in first of all we actually get a name for the planet that this takes place on it's called Genbara G-E-N-B-A-R-A and yes I went looking in the essential atlas and that as far as we know even though it was published in 2008 is as close to a definitive guide to Star Wars planets as exists out there so Genbara is an entirely new planet introduced for Star Wars Visions, which is always exciting, but the only thing we know about it is that it exists in the Outer Rim, at least as far as where it's located within the galaxy. Beyond that, no idea. A second takeaway would have to do with the context in which the duel takes place. So you learn in the duel that there had been a war at some point recently enough where the people who are on Genbara are settlers and they were looking to escape the effects of the war on planets that were closer to the galactic core. So we learn that the villagers in the duel are essentially people who just want to be left alone and live in peace because they've been through a lot already. But the third takeaway would be that these villagers are not free from strife and haven't been for a while because we learn that there had been four villages in this mountainous valley where the duel takes place, but over time the villages basically died out and only one village was left. And it has to do with whatever was going on with the Sith warrior, but you know, that may be a cursed thing. There's talk of ghosts and spirits and that sort of thing, which obviously plays out later in the story. Story, but for now it's worth noting that as you see these villagers they are you know, already under siege and have been for a while certainly the arrival of the bandits is not a surprise when it happens in the story but now you sort of get more of the backstory where yeah this has been going on for quite some time and the attrition has reached rather a big breaking point 
All right, moving on to a fourth takeaway, and this is something that didn't necessarily jump out at me, at least in the duel when I watched it, but it certainly becomes clearer when you read the longer explanation of the story in Ronin. And that's the clarity of the fact that the villagers were setting a trap for these bandits. I mean, you get the idea in the duel itself that there is some coordination to this effort, certainly when the young chief raises a hand and suddenly that's when the shooting starts, right? And we find out in the novel that these are bounty hunters and hired for the specific purpose of defending the villagers and that essentially the villagers have become desperate enough to hire bounty hunters to try to protect them. And there's something mentioned also in Ronin that when you go back and watch the duel, you'll be like, ah, but when the villagers start leaving the village square, when the bounty hunters start facing off with the bandits, well, that was apparently a planned evacuation situation as well. They knew that when the shooting was starting or would start that all those townspeople had one particular evacuation route that they'd practiced and all went out on. And for the fifth top takeaway, that's being described as uh, clever mice trapping the cats by the voice in Ronin's head. And yes, that fifth takeaway is the fact that there's a voice in Ronin's head having conversations and it's at the point where it's pretty clear that this voice is distinct from him somehow, whether it's a spirit or the memory of someone who he's imagining talking to him the same way that Kai, the um, uh, the Jedi Master for Asajj Ventress, was talking to her in her head in Dooku Jedi Lost, right? It's, it's hard to say at the beginning of that situation what the real story of it is, but we certainly realize, thanks to Ronan, that there is a lot more going on in the brain of the Ronin than we have any idea of in the duel. For a sixth takeaway, we find out more about the Ronin's character in this. The Ronin seems like somebody who can acquit himself just fine against this Sith Lord, but it turns out that the Ronin is actually old, and it talks about him being old, the novel does, and about also having a prosthetic jaw, which is, you know, another story <laughs> that gets deeper into the novel about. But basically, the Ronin, as presented in the first two chapters of Ronin, is not as invincible as he seems in the duel. He's actually older and having to work hard to be able to keep up with this Sith Lord that he's trying to kill. Now, we'll get to the seventh and final takeaway in just a moment, but I do want to say that today the show is brought to you by Cufflinks.com, which is the exclusive, officially licensed provider of Cufflinks for Star Wars. I was already a customer of theirs, actually, before they reached out, because I own a pair of their awesome R2-D2 Cufflinks. But they sell lots more than just Cufflinks. They have really cool money clips, for example, and thousands of other great gifts. And right now, you can take 15% off your entire order with no minimum purchase when you go to Cufflinks.com and use promo code SW7X715. That's SW7X715 at cufflinks.com. All right, now about that seventh top takeaway. We get the idea from the duel that when the Ronin kills that dark lady, that Sith Lord, that that's the end of the story. Done, kaput, gone. Period, paragraph, end of story. But that's not the case in Ronin in the novel because at the end of the second chapter which wraps up the events of the duel and the immediate aftermath thereof 
Ronin and B5 are on their way out of the village, and as they you know, look back after the events of the day, they see smoke rising up, and the Ronin comments to the droid, says, ah, I should have asked them to check the temple, the temple being where he left this Sith Lord for dead. So why would he stop and even consider thinking something like that, like, ah, I should have told him to check. Well, that suggests he might have had an idea that maybe dead isn't really dead. And the Sith Lord, who may have been the last Sith Lord in the sector, yeah, he's not necessarily done with her yet. That's certainly the implication that is given in the novel. And now you're not going to be able to help but watch the duel and see that ending and go, ah, yeah, but that's not all because it goes on in spectacular fashion in Ronin. And that is what I've got for you on the show for today. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this one, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.